On this week's Off the Back Fence, a bit of a mixed bag from the boys this week. We talk a little bit of stonk. And by stonk, we mean GameStop and what is happening with the US stock market. We lead into a bit of Super Bowl chat, big mega trade between the Lions and the Rams, NRL news, AFL news, a bit of golf, and then we lead into a six-pack of villains, both real and fictional. So stick around and enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome back to another week of Off the Back Fence, your weekly sports podcast with two thirty-somethings who love yarning about sport. As always, I'm your host, Was, alongside me, my co-host down in Melbourne, Coombsy. Mate, how are we? How's the weekend? I was good. Had a wedding. Tr- did a um, tribute to Patrick Swayze with my partner, but couldn't do the overhead lift, so we just did the jump into me like front P back. Piggy um, back and um, spun her around on my knees. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Off to, and, we're, uh, we're, <laughs> we're off to a flying start. Oh, that sounds like a fantastic weekend, mate. Obviously, time of the year where there's not much sports going on, but we've got a lot to yarn about. Um, we actually might kick it off with something that's maybe not as sports-related as you think. <laughs> GameStop? <laughs> Let's talk about money. <laughs> Holy oh. shit! What an absolute shit show that was. So after we finish, after we finish recording and put out last week, the stock market the internet, went. The internet beat the Wall Street fat cats. Yeah, if anybody didn't doesn't know what happened, and if you haven't been, you've been living under a rock. GameStop is sort of like an EV Games in the US. Someone on Reddit called Wall Street Bets has come along and has figured out that big hedge funds have been shorting this value of this company. So what that means is they're betting against the price going up. He figured out that every $12 that the value went up, that hedge fund would lose a billion dollars. It went from $17 to $300 per share within the space. So I think it was 24 to 36 hours. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't they also send one nearly bankrupt, or they had to get a hundred billion dollar bailout? Yeah, so the co-owner of the Met, Steve Cohen, he came in. I think I don't know the backstory of it, but he put investment. It's called Melvin Capital, um, but also Robinhood. If is like a like a rocket ship or whatever it is in Australia, they actually put restrictions on the trade so no one could buy the stock. So everyone was crying foul. And it was basically showing that the stock market is rigged for the rich guys. But Mm. uh, Twitter was unbelievable for Thursday, Friday. Oh, it was like, yeah. And then just seeing it, like what I found out that – Michael Burry, if anyone's seen the big short, yeah. he was also on the Reddit side, the boys' side. He was backing them in as well. Yeah. No, he I mean, he, he did come out later and say it was very irresponsible, irresponsible and insane, but it's, that's what the stock, stock market does. It, like, If someone buys something, there is someone going to sell it, wanting it to go down. There's a winner and a loser. That's the whole point of the stock yeah. market. So, But it was and- it was mental. There's no chance, as I found out through a bit of research, there's no chance we could do this in Australia because it's called stock pumping. Yeah, probably stock and manipulation. It's quite illegal. 
Yeah, so I think what someone explained it was like if you get an influencer to say, "Hey, can you everyone let's buy shares in this?" That's that's exactly it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I couldn't see it happening. The bit, the funniest thing out of this was um, after after GameStop. Uh, AMC, the cinema company, that also got pumped. I think Blockbuster Video got a. That's still running somehow. I have no Nokia. idea. Yeah, Nokia. Blackberry. Black- Blackberry's just only used for drug dealers. <laughs> Give me your BB pin. Christ. Um, and also Dogecoin, the old uh, dog coin, dog, dog, what was it? Cryptocurrency went up from one cent to seven cents. They got millionaires everywhere. Right, I don't understand. Like, I really do not understand cryptocurrency. I don't either. It, it's, 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 I think it's I think it's more crooked than like the stock market. Yeah, I, I haven't got I haven't gone into it much with cryptocurrency because we came back from the UK in 2017, and that was the biggest thing. Crypto markets going ballistic. People, I think it was the market value had reached a trillion dollars or something. And it, I look at it today. Yeah, it's like it's it's got like three covers. So yeah. It's, Oh, it's anyway. I think there's a good documentary on Netflix about Bitcoin. Anyway, if anybody's thinking, but I think that's enough enough finance talk. Let's get back to the sports. We are officially in Super Bowl week. I'm excited. So Super Bowl is next week. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh boy, this is still going to be an absolute cracker of a Super Bowl down in Tampa. Uh, so the, the Bucks do have home field advantage. Last check, we've still got the Chiefs at three dollar favorites with the over under fifty six and a half points. I don't know about you, mate, but I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this Super Bowl. I think there's going to be points to be had, and it's just going to be airing it out. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait. Like, could this be Tom Brady win this? Let's walk off as a winner, or does he um, lose and come back next year for redemption? Uh, it's a good. It's a very good question. Especially he he said he wants to go until he's forty five. He's forty three currently, so he's got a couple of years he he's wanting to do. I don't know. I think well, stops him at forty five though. He'll end up forty six. Yeah, that'll, that'll be year by year. Then yeah, I I can't. I yeah, I don't know how I don't know how it'll work. Honestly, it's. Unless his arm gives out, similar to how, what, what's happened with Drew Brees this year, like he's just going to keep throwing long bombs until his arm can't do it anymore. He's got the weapons. He's got playoff Lenny. Um, fun, funny enough, stat, was it Leonard Fournette has had I think it's six playoff games. He scored seven touchdowns over four hundred yards in those games. Like he's just been a, a different player when it comes to playoffs. And I think both of those runs have both come with the Jags and the Bucks. But I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm still going with the Chiefs. I still can't see him losing. Yeah, I'm going to go the Bucks. The romantic in me is just going to go Tom Brady all day. I'm going to probably take the Bucks at plus three and a half if they're still at that. Um, I'm going to take the under, but you're taking the under of fifty-six and a half points. Yep. Right. And any time TD scorer. Hasn't looked like scoring a TD in a while, Mister Rob Gronkowski. He he loves a big game though. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a not a bad bet. I'm going to go the opposite way. I reckon I'm giving Chiefs the Chiefs the points at three and uh, three three points at the moment. So three points start. I'm going the over fifty six and a half. 
like they 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 flicked the switch in the AFC Championship game against the Bills. Like they can't be stopped. Um, anytime touchdown scorers, I don't go Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. That's just a safe bet in my eyes. I know Tyreek Hill wasn't his best the other week, even though he ran for a gazillion yards. But, mate, it's... What about... What's going to be like a crazy prop bet? I'm going... Let's have a look at them now. I'm going Blue Gatorade as one. Oh, we got... <laughs> uh, Let's get some crazy prop bets out. That's probably... That's one of the best things about the... Um, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is the... Is the weird prop bets you can have. There's 261 markets right now. Well, here's a prop bet for you. First team to punt three times. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be many punts in this game. Okay, here, here's here's the BYO sports bets, $21 $50. Gee, <laughs> I'm not even going to read half of them. I'm trying to find rushing prop. Where's the fun ones? <laughs> I can't even find it. Like I'm looking for like how long's the national anthem going for? Maybe a bit closer to game time, they might start bringing that kind of stuff out. I'm I'm going heads. That's my first one. The heads is going to win the toss. All right, heads. Well, yeah, I'm going to go tails because it never fails. But uh, I still don't get how you get a, under a two dollars for heads or tails. Shouldn't it just be even money? You'd think so, but well, I'm and not, then maybe I'm not, I'm not a, no, okay, dollar ninety five, dollar ninety five, and then one hundred and one, no result. Yeah. Yeah, no result. It lands on its side. <laughs> side <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Coin uh, disappears. No result. Man, you can bet on anything, eh? It's ridiculous. Like, result of Pat, Patrick Mahomes' first pass attempt, complete or incomplete or intercepted. Same for Brady. Oh, it's How much is incomplete? Because that's not a bad little... For Patrick Mahomes? Inco- yeah. Incomplete or intercepted is $2.56 currently. Don't even think about it. He's going to complete his first pass. It's going to be an 85-yard bomb to Tyree Kill. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, so Super Bowl uh, in Australia next Monday. Uh, I think it's on Channel 7 as per usual, which is good. Or KO, ESPN, wherever you get your sports. Probably the biggest I'll new- be at the pub. He'll be at the pub. Boy. I'll be working. But it is, it is what it is. <laughs> COVID test. Just a COVID test. Um some of the big also a hangover test. No, God no, can't do that anymore, mate. Um, probably the biggest news over the weekend, NFL wise, because there's been no Pro Bowl this year with obviously uh, COVID. We had a massive, massive trade over the weekend. So Matthew Stafford, the former Detroit Lions quarterback, he got traded to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for the Rams's first round draft pick in 2022 and 23, a third rounder in 2021 and also Jared Goff. So Jared Goff's going the opposite way. So Goff going from a Cali boy to the bloody Michigan's Michigan men. Oh, did you see the weather in I know Chicago's in Illinois, but did you, did you see the weather in Chicago lately? Uh the the snowstorm in New York fascinated me. It's a state of emergency apparently. Nah, this um, the Great Lake going into um, Chicago is frozen and the water was just... Oh, like yeah. Large. I yeah. did. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 crazy times over there despite what's happening. But, yeah, the trade, Stafford to um, LA, Goff to Detroit, plus a shit ton of picks. The Rams don't have a first-round pick until 2023 now, which, go, which will make it seven years. So they traded up a couple of picks to get Goff back in 2016 and they haven't had a first round pick since. They used picks for uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think it was. 
I I honestly like this trade for the for the Lions. They've actually got a fair bit of draft capital now to actually make put a team around Goff, even though his ceiling probably has been reached. But is there anything that you've taken away from this? Um, I'm really looking forward to see what the asking price will be for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, let's say even Aaron Rodgers, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Players are actually test. Yeah. Well tested in championship games. Like I think I'm reading something today. Deshaun Watson, the Texans are going to ask for two, two first, two seconds, and a third. Yeah, like it, it, there's a good argument about this on another podcast, and it's all well and good to give up first round draft picks, but you have like the player that they're trading for has to realize that they're not going to build anything around him. He's sort of like win now with what you've got. Like yeah. you, you can't like. Stafford has a like he'll have a decent wide receiving core. He'll have a better defense, which is good for him. And we're a decent running back. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Jay, um, Cam Akers coming in, like he was a revelation for the Rams this year after Gurley yeah. left. Like, it is true though. The LA Rams are in definitely win now mode. Like they obviously were in the they were the NFC champion a couple of years ago. Got done by the Pats in the uh, Super Bowl. They only scored three points. But then ever since then, it's sort of been sliding off. They After the Super Bowl year, they fell off the wagon a little bit. They came back this year quite good. But, yeah, I think I think, I think think that Lions actually come better out of this trade. They've got draft capital now with picks. They've got an all right quarterback, and they can definitely build around him. It just, it's how he can, obviously, the change in weather. And if they really want to tank, they could also offload Goff. Hmm. And go and just blow it up completely. They honestly could because with those first round picks, they can definitely draft up to get a better QB. Like Goff could end up being a fantastic backup, and tends to be the way with a lot of first round quarterbacks. Like you're seeing it now, um, Jameis Winston. Like he was a fantastic. He actually cool. might get the gig in Saint in New Orleans next year. Hmm. So Taysom Hill's really untested. Um, well, he's more of a, he's more of a wildcat. He's he's a, he's yeah. a plug in bloody quarterback he'll yeah. fit into anywhere then you have Marcus Mariota who's the backup and Raiders yeah but yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks with all the trades yeah well the Deshaun Watson one is obviously the most intriguing and like you mentioned for two first well, we go from a losing Houston to a shithole um, team in New York yeah I'm the, I, I I don't know I reckon, I reckon he'll end up with the Patriots I fucking hope not I really don't um, did you hear what Stafford said though? He, um, oh yeah, I'm not going. He's I'm not, not going. To, I'm not going to be in a room with Matt Patricia ever again. Yeah, that was incredible. He's just like fuck it. It's it's obviously like Belichick would be fantastic. But obviously the and apparently Goff yeah. and Goff and McVay didn't get uh, they saw eye to eye on his way out either. Apparently Goff treated uh, him like a telemarker on the phone call. Just yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, but yeah, very big trade. Um, yeah, the Deshaun Watson one's the most intriguing, as I said, and it's going to be interesting to see, but we got a lot to look forward with the Super Bowl. Mate, we're going to switch it straight up. Footy's back. We've had some moves in the NRL this, today. Yeah, the Dragons continually suck and keep loose players. What the... F- There's a- Someone actually trolled Twitter today by saying Corey Norman was going to the Tigers acting like Dave Riccio. Everybody, everybody bit. It was fantastic, but... Obviously, the big news out of the Dragons, uh, Cam McInnes leaving. He's, I think he signed a four-year deal with the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, John Morris wants him playing 13. Uh, I, I think I think it's fantastic for McInnes because he's leaving the shit show that is St. George. 
I, I, I don't know what. And, and then the dragon's coming out and asking for permission to sign Israel Folau. That, oh, yeah. that is the most left field thing I've heard in a while for like to bring him back. Mason, Willie Mason's come out and said, like, why should we ostracize a bloke that's just reciting a, a, a fictional book? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's, it's a very touchy subject. As good well, as what... Illawar- the Wollongong mayor, mayor said that um, she's going to pick a new team if the Dragons end up signing him. Yeah, like, I, I feel with the issues that happened to Anthony Griffin in the off-season with his Twitter, like he liked a lot of uh, Mark Latham tweets. And like I don't think I don't think he realised that you can actually see likes and retweets on your on your profile. Yeah, Mark Latham was a bit of a loose cannon. He he still is, and he's an absolute numpty. But anyway, um, it's very questionable. And then obviously, Falau's had his issues off the field. He obviously got um, booted from Rugby Australia from for his views. But I. The Dragons are going to be really tough. Like I wouldn't mind seeing what their odds are to get the spoon this year. I think they've leapfrogged the Broncos, which is good news. Yeah, which is fantastic news. Um, we then, need we need all the good news we can get at the moment up in Red Hill. So, and then another new rugby league news: Boyd Corden missing the first twelve weeks of the season. Yeah, that and for salary caps uh, dis, uh, relief, I suppose it was three fifty, wasn't it, for twelve weeks? Because he did during representative season. Yeah, which begs the question, what happened during the season last year where he got concussed out of his mind before Origin? Yeah, it's... it's the roosters being roosters. Yeah, I, I had a lot of angry text me- oh, messages in the group chat. One of the group chats I'm in, obviously, the, it's it's funny. It's, I call it good financial management from the roosters, like, you know, in a way, like they know their salary cap, they know how to work around it. Obviously, they're like they're going through and asking the right to do it because right. it is in representative. They claim it as representative, but you got to think of the like the health of Boyd Corner yeah. after. It's like, a good, I and I don't think he will might even come back after the twelve weeks. Yeah, I, I, I do love him as a player. I really do. He. He's the bloke that will. He's that bloke that with a run for a brick for wall for you. Yeah, that's that's it. You got you took the words right out of my mouth there. It's a fantastic leader too. Him and Friendy have really done a great job co-captaining the Roosters and getting them through this period of being so successful. Um, but in the long term, like you've seen, I think we've spoken about this previously with yeah concussions from back in the eighties where players would get knocked the shit out of them go run off for two minutes, get the magic sponge, and then they're straight back on the field. And, like, you're seeing the results now with CTE with American football, but also in the AFL. Um, I think there was... Um, they brought a new rule in. Yeah. So, I like, you can't, I sort of you sort of can't be mad at the Roosters asking for it, like looking out for the interests of Boyd Corner, but at the same time, a lot of people are like, yeah, there goes that sombrero again, figuring it out. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, probably the big those those are the biggest news. Are uh, the uh, NRL Indigenous and the NRL Maori teams got announced? That's happening next week, so we'll run through those teams. Uh, I think Benji made the Maori side, which I think was a selection from the coach, which would be good. Um, AFL news this week is Tom Scully retiring at the age of twenty nine. So he played for Hawthorne. Hawthorne. He started with D's, got recruited by the D's in 2009, a draft that had Dusty, right. Nate Fife, and a couple others. Was drafted by Melbourne, then went to GWS for a $6 million contract. 
and then Hawthorne and now retired. Body, yeah. I think just body gave gave in on him. What Fair I saw been reading today. Well, that, you got to so you got to you got to like you got to know what your body wants, mate. That's the yeah. biggest thing, isn't it? Ten years is a lot. It's a lot of time. A lot of time running around kicking a Sharoner about. That's for sure. Yeah. Probably the other big news out of the AFL um, this week was the leak of a. Uh, report by the Collingwood Football Club in regards to the systemic racism happening in the club. I didn't see the press conference, but holy shit, did he not There's handle it? There's been some backfire there down here today through yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know McLaughlin's come out and defended uh, Maguire with the words. I think, I think the sentiment was there. Like, what he meant was they're obviously looking at, like, fixing what's happened in the, like, in the club. I think the fact coming out and saying this is a proud day for the club is not the way to start a press conference oh, about no. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Probably the words was, this is a day that we will mark that we've decided to stamp out. We were going to stamp out racism from our club. Not, this is a proud day. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, holy shit. Um, apparently this report had been, Available or with the board at Collingwood since December 11th last year, uh, in December, sorry. Um, and apparently it took seven weeks because they wanted to be more transparent, but it took seven weeks and it's only taken a leak for it to come out. Um, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, people are calling for Maguire to be either sacked or he stepped down immediately. I can agree with that in a way because of how he handled it. It was, it was an absolute, like train wreck. It's going to be brought up in communications and PR lessons in university for years to come because of how bad it was. But at least, well, like, I think, I think the at state- least they've they've addressed the elephant in the room now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could have been a lot worse, and they said they've done the report and nothing has come out of it, and then it's just proven that they've just been racist. Like, it's yeah. it, it's fucking terrible, but. Hmm. Uh, without knowing what's in the club, we can't really comment too much further. No. Nah. What else? Uh, you got um, some big you, bash. Oh yes. So the heat of coming in with a wet sail. We play on Thursday night against the Scorchers and that u- and useless Kieran Mitch Mitch Stark, Mitch Marsh. He's got a very <laughs> big potty mouth at the moment. He got a big fine the oh, other night, mate. Do you agree with that out? Or what, was he out? I didn't see it. I really don't watch much big bash. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I can like, say, all I can say is, all, get I get, all I get is people saying, "Get Mark, stop putting the microphone, the player mic on Marnus." Um, and those key, those people can fuck off. Howlers and um, spin bowling, bowling, bowling leg spin or off spin doesn't really take any skill on the big bash. No, Which has also led to the chat of me and you having last week that I might even come out of retirement and try try to play T Twenty cricket. I'm still looking forward to this video series. If we ever get around to doing it, if I ever move to Melbourne, you come back up to the Queens, the Golden State, mate. Uh, yeah, whoever said that Marnus can like can needs to calm down. They can go jump. They can go kick rocks for all I care. The bloke's enjoying himself. He is in the pri- He's in like a purple patch of form to the point where he can bat for days in a test match and then come into twenty twenty and take three wickets a night. And then like, just make a cheeky forty run. He's yeah. Stuck. He's he's doing great, but all I can say about the heat, mate, is just get off the tracks. The train's coming through. Like yeah. they're, they're 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 peaking at the right time. Hey, 
an early state of origin for us: Queensland versus Sydney. Let's go. Well, you got to get Let's through. Go. We, we got to get through Perth on Thursday night, but I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Should Andrew, be good. Oh, the other thing I saw was Andrew Tice shit houseery by bowling a um, wider purpose. I, <laughs> I do. That is the best thing ever. I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. want Andrew Tice side here. No, oh yeah, no I, way in hell I'm letting a batsman get a century against me. I'm gonna <laughs> bowl, I'll bowl it wide. I will do whatever you can to not hit it. I'm I'm in the di- like I'm in the different boat here. I think with, I think he was trying to bowl a bouncer, but overcompensated for it. I think there was a comment from James Vince who missed out on his cent. That's the funny thing about this too is like no, the the Sixers are still the only BBL club in all of this, like Australian 2020 cricket that haven't. How, well, that hasn't got a century maker. You had Josh Philippi who scored 95 this year. You had James Vince at 98. And I'm pretty sure there was someone else this year. It might have been Dan Christian or someone else. But they got to in the 90s and they missed out on their 100. So every other Big Bash team has a 100 scorer. The Sixers don't. That's something I laughed about. I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, he was going for the bouncer, obviously overcompensated. It went wide. Ump's got to call it. Is what it is. Hey, oh, well. he, could, he, could have scored, he could have scored a boundary instead of scoring two runs in a certain situation. You never know. And but, well, the other sporting news this week was the Royal Rumble. Good old WWE. Jesus, yeah. Probably, the, the, is this a good story of like the male winner, Edge, winning? Like, probably both of us growing up remembering him being in the tag teams, but the man nine years ago quit because he was one bad incident away from being paralyzed. Yeah, I think that's a lot of wrestlers these days. A lot of neck injuries coming out of that. Sports entertainment, I should say. There's a lot of backlash on it, though. A lot of a lot of people. This is, and they. A lot of people are saying this is why the WWE is on the way down because they're not building up any of their new like stars. They're really like. They're playing the hits, essentially. And if you're going to play the hits, you may as well just let the glass shatter and let the fucking rock and stone cold go at it. Like, seriously. Let the show come in. Let the Undertaker roll and just let it. Even Mick Foley. Yeah, I could deal with that. But yeah, uh, you were saying that the women's Royal Rumble, uh, and Aussie came second. Yeah, um, Raya Ripley, if I'm pronouncing it right. She came second from Australia and... Yeah, it's good luck when we're producing wrestlers. Yeah, Daniel. Old Bronco, Daniel Vito. Daniel Vito. He, he had got, a match a couple of months ago on TV. That's right. He got smashed in about a minute, I think it was. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was a quality TV debut, apparently. I still can't get over the whole wrestling thing where the crowd is just screens and it's just people cheering in their living rooms. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, I can understand going live. Always wanted to go some go to one of them live because I think it would be just a bit of fun. Supposedly, yeah. like past WrestleManias, the more the the action's more in the crowd with people having fake matches than the actual matches on. Oh, really? No, I I remember going to one in Brisbane at the Entertainment Center when I was in like yeah, ten or eleven. I can't remember now. Yeah, you're right. The crowd gets into it. Re- like it was fucking wild. <laughs> we yell it. It's a big show. <laughs> it's a big man show tonight. <laughs> the amount of times I've been choke slammed, like from the edge of the pool into the pool, or like wrestling moves pulled off in a pool is a joke. <laughs> it's the best place to do things. Mm. Right. Are we talking golf with Patrick? Yeah. What's your take on this? 
He's a cheat. He's a fucking <laughs> cheat. I got called a cheat this weekend because I forgot to count, miscount one shot. So then playing with my brother and my mate and the girlfriend, they were adding shots every round, every yeah. hole. Yeah, it, it's not good. That, like, once or twice I can get it. The thing is it's happening so regularly and apparently it happened in college too. Oh, yeah. It's like he did it at the Australian Open nearly two years ago. Oh, did And he? then it was, yeah, the President's Cup and then he had – People in the crowd, like the American, I think Tiger Woods had to go to the crowd to ask him to stop heckling because they were calling him fat trick. Yeah, oh, fuck that. And, and then the endearing term of, hey, you fat <laughs> came through or cheated from, from like bar sections of the crowd. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But and like he won the Farmers. He won the Farmers Insurance Open. I don't know. It's. And then the the funny the other funny thing about this is there was a burner account I think it was used golf's facts or something he I so Patrick retweeted out that Rory McIlroy did something similar if not the same on hole eighteen and the same Twitter account straight away said the exact same tweet I don't know if you saw that so, oh, Peter, so he's got a burner he's doing the KD of um, um, golf Twitter yeah apparently people are saying that it's his wife. So, but apparently she's got a real, I'd like to speak to the manager vibe about it too. So, for a bit of a Karen. <laughs> oh, but, that's another one. The lady who got kicked out of the NBA today. Oh, was she chirping LeBron? Yeah. And then she got online later and did a video. She goes, Oh, I'm 20. So, so if this big um, basketballer is scared by a 25 year old woman, lady, your skin looks fucking 50. <laughs> you look like a leather couch. Oh, she has more crow's feet than me. <laughs> that is saying something. Yeah, yeah. yeah LeBron wasn't happy. I, I actually didn't see this. this and then, like she's going, oh, is shit talking to her husband? Like LeBron is probably one person who won't shit talk a crowd member. Oh, Because you see no. him during a game. He's that focused. What's yeah. he going to be worried about by some oh, idiot who wants to pay $10,000 for a courtside seats at a on it wouldn't be an Atlanta game it'd be, it'd yeah, be giving no. them away free at a radio contest yeah surely well they got Trey Young that's about oh and Bayesmore but that's about it I think but, mm. oh man it, it was funny but in in line with obviously villains in sport we thought we'd do the six pack this week on villains of sport uh, I with thought we were doing villains of the world oh we could do villains of the world we can do whatever you want Okay, so well, I'm going to cross these ones out because we'll just call these unmentionals. Hitler. Oh, God. The, the, the Ungs and Osama. They're, and Saddam. They're gone because they're what? just... Let's, let's, Why do you got to bring the H-man into this, Christ? Well, Come just, on. I just thought we'd just put some ground rules because... Well, well, I'm not going that route. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. All right. So, villain, so, villains of the world. So... Are we going anything. So anything? Sport, anything, yeah. Oh, well, am I start? I, st- I start this week because you yeah, had you it last week. One, yeah. Right, well, the one that I'm taking number one is Paul Gallen, the bloke that ruined state of origin football. Oh, yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. Um, Man, he. The, obviously, the game has gone a different route these these days. Fighting isn't encouraged unless it's hockey, which is fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, I still see Paul Garner as one of the big villains during the Queensland dynasty, always chirping us, but not getting the result, but he deserved it. Biggest out, was it? Most losses in a, in history by an NRL player. Yep. Deserves it. Yeah, Don't care. Um, villains. I'd say Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Ooh, that's good. 
Um, he's always, he's always one of one of my favourite villains. All right, Mister Burn. Would you see it? Would you see him more as a oh, villain? No. Yeah, I'd see him more as like a comical villain. Like he always tries to do something, but it's like the road run. It's like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, I was going to say the road run so run ends, ends up getting up and something dropped on his head. <laughs> uh, he shot my baby. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you can't defend that. Mm. Uh, so you were Mr. Burns, yeah? Yeah. Right. I'm going to stick with uh, sport. Uh, one that, because he plays in the Spanish Football League, not many people would know him as much of a villain, but if you do follow La Liga, Sergio Ramos. Oh, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, there we go. So he's... he's, he's he nearly a, killed Mo Salah. Yeah, I know. He He's he's a tough defender, but God, he does some shit. dumb shit. And it's really, I think he's got oh, the he's, a, he's, he's, he's got, an absolute mongrel. Yeah, like, he's he's got the most. Was it most? Um, uh, Sendoffs. Yeah, most red cards in like La Liga or Europe uh, history or oh, something. I think it'd be La Liga easily. And Jeez. he's like he rugby tackled Mo Salah in the Champions League in 2018 in Kiev. Um, countless times been caught stomping on players. Yeah. Um, he's a theatrical diver up there with the best of them. Yeah. And he used to be part of the most, of, oh, let's just say, psychotic centre-back pe- pairing and Pepe and him. Yeah, Pepe, yeah Pe- Pepe could have been there too. All right, yo. Yeah, but yeah, Sergio Ramos, he's an absolute mongrel. But yeah, number two. Number two, I'm going to say Jose Mourinho. Right, Okay. Plays ugly football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a real piece of shit. I, lo- I, I, I love him because he's our manager at the moment and I love it for the fact that just the press interviews is just shithousery galore. I love it. And I get, I get where you're coming from with Villain because he does love that angle. Like he loves playing yeah. that. But holy shit, yeah, man. I, I love him for that, so. No. He's fucking. He's sinister. He's <laughs> right. I don't know if you can. Uh, I I think I'd class him as a villain, and I don't know if many people would know this, but his name is Steve Bartman. I don't know this one. Steve Bartman was the most hated man when he tried to catch a foul ball for the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. Oh, was this no? There's champions, the National League champions, or yeah, the American League. Yep, that's right. It was it was foul yes, ball, foul it was ball. A foul ball. Yeah. yeah, and there was a chance. I think it was going to be. It was like it basically they he, the fielder catches it. They move on to the World Series for a chance for like to break their unbeaten streak. Um, mm. I think there's a thirty for thirty called Catching Hell. Um, if you get a chance, go watch that. Like he was the most hated man in Chicago just due to the fact that they hadn't won a World Series since the 1990s. Or no, the 1920s, sorry. Um, so they, like, he, yeah, he was, like, he had to hide himself. Like, he was not in a good way after that. Oh, no, nah, yeah, it'd be up there with, it, like, they are fanatical with their curses in oh. baseball. So my number three... I don't know if you'd classify him as a villain, but 
you could a lot of boss people in Boston would want to kill them. So a villain is someone you want to kill. Huh? I would say the owners who decided to trade Babe Ruth to the Yankees for a shit house um, Broadway musical. Is that what they did? Yep. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's bad because that that uh, there's a player wow. on my there's a player on my list that's coming up that may that cost what that was the that curse nearly ran for close to eighty odd years. I'll find out. Yeah, the curse of the Bambino, wasn't it? It was a long, long time. While you're doing that, I'll go number four, and I'm going to go the opposite way. Bostonians hated him during uh, I think it was 2004 with the ALCS. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, A-Rod, yeah, that, that, A-Rod. he was on my list as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a-, a real scumbag. Not even liked by most of New York. No, he... Like, yeah, yeah, actually, they didn't get on, did they? No. Oh. No, so yeah, Alex Rodriguez, he, like, he played the bad guy in that ALCS years and years ago now. I think he like swatted away a ball and turned, uh, turned a single into a double and the arms didn't call it, so he like... No sportsmanship whatsoever. Big villain in Boston. He was not liked, so. Okay. Number four for me would be Bill Gould. Easy. That's easy. Yeah, good shout. I just want to just just grab a pillow, stand over his bed and just say, all right, Phil, time to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Just snap his neck. Yeah. No, I, oh Jesus! Well, maybe just punch him repeatedly in the like the, uh, the thorax, so he can't talk. Well, that, would, that would go in line with the shut up Gus faction of the world, that's for sure. Yeah, like just just lay into him. Oh, I wouldn't even hit him with like bare fists. I'd be like hitting him with pillows, so my hands don't get hurt hitting his ugly skull. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, it's gotten vicious. Um, my number five pick is uh, good old Roger Goodell for the NFL, the NFL commissioner. No, no I can't. No, no, I can't even. Oh, not liked by I'm a lot of people. He screws him, but what he's oh, no, I can't defend it either. I was just going to say, well, with him doing the um, giving the first responders <laughs> tickets to the Super Bowl, I thought that's not bad. Yeah, but I think there'll be some sly buddy. He gets $50 million a year to do fuck all. Yeah. No, it's, it's the Goodell bot. Have you seen the South Park episode? It's basically the Goodell bot and the owner's controller. That's all it is. Like, his most, <laughs> his most like, personable moment in the last, like, 10 years was when they did the draft virtually last year. And by about round two on the second day, he was in his man cave and, like, ties off like disheveled like he's had obviously half a bottle of whiskey trying to read out draft picks that's probably the most personal we've him but he, yeah he's not he's not liked by a lot of the NFL to be fair and I still think of him as one of the biggest a lot of the actual big four commissions aren't that good so, but I reckon he'd be the worst hmm. um, so I'm far from me I'm gonna go fictional this one mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Dwight Schrute from The Office would you call him a villain, though? Oh, you, you, him and Michael, are they villains? Eh, Dwight's a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could ag- I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. A, like, it's a- I, I, I'll admit, like, from the, everything that I've seen 
with the office. Yeah, I can definitely see him being the villain trying to be like the goody goody. He reminds me of Randall from Recess. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I can remember that. Yeah, he just reminds me of like the suck the teach like the kid who always did everything right in school. That ended up just dobbing, like telling telling the teacher that I was doing something wrong. So that's why I think why I don't think I like him. Yeah, no, I can see that. I've got, got a t- I've got a tie for six. What? It'd be Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor equal. Like they both come off as villains. Oh yeah. Now, I now I disagree with Conor because Conor's he's a bit of the people's person. He's not really the people anymore, but like Floyd Mayweather's a dish. Oh, hundred percent. He can't read. No. <laughs> you reckon that's why he's going into boxing? He fights people because they tell him they can't read. Oh, hundred percent. Sort of like Mike Tyson being told he can't speak. That's just that's just playing with fire. That's just being mean. That's just bullying. <laughs> we can't help that. No, At least we- you can learn how to read. Yeah, that's it. Who's your last mate? Pondering. Um, I could say a lot of my teachers from high school and high school <laughs> really probably got the rubber green, but they could just turn back and say oh, I was a villain. Yeah, true. Um, I'm going to go to soccer and I'm going to say Roy Keane because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I I haven't. Like, I obviously know who Roy Keane is. don't know his exploits, but I heard he was quite, he, a, t- quite he, a tough player. So a player gave him shit in a game and then when he played City a couple of months later, ended the guy's career where the guys end up having 16 or 17 surgeries to save his leg. He nearly lost his leg, never played again, and Roy just didn't say sorry. So that is a piece of shit. Yeah, very true. No, it's not too bad. Well, we got through our six. Any honourable mentions on your list, mate? Um, Sydney Roosters, Cronulla Sharks. Um, <laughs> collectively. Yeah, collectively. Um, I had Tonya Harding. Oh, yeah, she's a good one. Any of the cartoons I used to watch as a kid. Zlatan? No, nah, Zlatan is an idiot. Um, <laughs> I've gone. The, the Decepticons. <laughs> Uh, Stormtroopers I was going to say Cobra Kai but after watching the Netflix series it's more Terry Crease but you could also say Daniel LaRusso was villain in Karate Kid if you follow certain narratives well, I, I haven't seen Co- um, Cobra Kai or The Karate Kids, oh, so put, I can't really put call that it. On your list. Yeah, put that on your list. It's on you my can, list. You, of you can watch it. You can watch binge. You can binge all three moves, and you just slide into the three seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, easy, easy like that, isn't it? Oh, make time. <laughs> <laughs> make make time for it. Right. Well. Once again, less sport means a slower episode. Thanks for everybody uh, that has tuned in. Um, Once again, if you're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you get us first thing Wednesday mornings. Yeah, I think like next week we'll be picking it up a fair bit. We've got the NRL uh, Indigenous All Stars game in Maori. Preseason starts. Yeah, we got a fair bit of young. Like obviously the the um, the signings today sort of means it's picking up. Um, I think there was a lot of chatter about Latrell too. Apparently, wanting to go to the Broncos, so we'll get we'll dive into that next week. I what? think. 
Yeah, no. You go, you're fucking hiding that from me. You didn't even message me that. I'm going to find this. Man. Literally, li- literally, oh, just, literally just saw that. Anyway. Um, and then, we, um, yeah. AFL's kicking off soon too, yeah. EPL recaps, Super yeah. Bowl recaps, just a sports call, Big Bash recaps, maybe yeah. a celebrationary recap. Hopefully, yeah. No, I, well, I, I still think the heater on an absolute heater at the moment. Like, no pun intended, but they're good to go. As we yeah. slide out of cricket season, we'll, write, we'll have two more Sean Marsh facts. Mm. This is the second one, the penultimate one. This week's one is Sean's favourite book growing up was Clifford the Big Red Dog. Well, fascinating considering he plays for the big red team at the moment. So, yeah. very good. Right. No, I think that's it. Um Thanks again for everybody that's tuned in. We'll be back next week, uh, same time. Uh, you'll get your episode Wednesday morning. So say goodbye, Coomsey. See you guys. See you next week. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Everything now, all of the time, don't you?